Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Eyeballs, welcome to the Odd and Off Beat Podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-reallocated Louis Fox. That's right. I'm like some unused government funds. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out to uh, some other no, projects. No, I'm saying because you're some... in a new house, man. You moved to <laughs> a new place. I know. The zip code's changed and everything. And, uh, it's a big deal. I finally was able to pay back one of the many times that you've helped me move by uh, showing up. And I even brought some muscle with me. I brought some uh, extra hands. And uh, You brought Steve the pretty good, Steve Hamilton. We showed up yeah. like an entourage, man. We were like, you know. We had road cones. We had like the little red flag that you put on the back of the, the truck that, that tells you people that there's went- dangling things over the truck. You all went super crazy with the donuts, too. Oh, yeah. We got a bunch of crazy donuts from the uh, falafel slash donut place. Uh, <laughs> slash, <laughs> slash chili dog place. <laughs> slash tax but, preparation facility. <laughs> slash embalming. <laughs> slash oil chain. It was crazy, man. It, the donuts were not good, but they were convenient to you, the location of your house. You guys brought back like the little pink box of a uh, box of a dozen donuts, and for the next three days, I kept finding bags of donuts in the car. There was a bag of donut holes. There was a yes. bag of apple fritter. There was a second so bag. It, of got, apple com- it got complicated going with uh, Steve because he's a little bit older. He likes the apple fritters and like you know the things that have no flavor. Uh, but he got an apple fritter for his wife, and then she he we left it in the back of your car. And so he like got to the house. He's like, "Hey, I got you an apple fritter." And then he's like, "Matt, would you grab it out of the car?" I'm like, "There's no apple fritter in the car, man. We took Louis's car." <laughs> so yeah. So how's it feel to be in your new house, dude? It's nice. We've slept in here four or five nights now. It's pretty nice. No ghosts. Um, no ghosts oh, yet. Uh, but I haven't been out on a night walk because it's been cold. Yeah. Um, so we have no upstairs neighbor. That's the unit they use to show people. Oh, cool. That's great. Yeah. But I got the ring doorbell hooked up, and so we have a diagonal neighbor. And they, like, go to work at, like, 3 oh, in the morning. Man, brutal. I don't know because I don't have my alerts on my ring on at night. Well, I mean, so. at least they're not going to be up partying late at night. I mean, they're in bed <laughs> at 7. Yeah, they have good – I don't know what they're cooking, but it smells good. It's like some Filipino nice, food. Nice, nice. Yeah. Cool, yeah. No, I like your new place, man. It, uh, it was cool. And, yeah, you probably had the the easiest – amount of things to move because we moved everything but like the big heavy yeah so it was like very easy it was like you know less than one u-haul truck and we did it all in probably like two hours it was great yeah i just learned so there's this place has amenities so there's like an indoor gym and like a pool and a hot tub but there's also an indoor basketball nice I know because I play so much basketball. Well, it's a space you can go and practice, and you know, do some that's what I was... some morning speedo yoga. <laughs> There's a yoga room in Dude, the gym. Dude, jeez, this is amazing! And it's got one of those walls where, like, you sign into something, and then like the video guy takes you through your yoga. Oh wow, Dude, yeah. this is epic. Does anyone use yeah. any of these facilities? No, dude. <laughs> I think I might get back into lasso because I have room to practice it. Indoors. Nice, dude. 
Nice. I don't think that's ever been said before on a podcast. I think I'm going to get back into lasso. (laughs) Because no one ever leaves once you're in the game. (laughs) All right, Louis. Well, uh, you're recording from, this is your first podcast from your house. So this is pretty cool. And uh, let's get to the stories. This story comes from drgnews.com. <laughs> Dr. G News. Dr. G. <laughs> That's a news source more reliable than a collectible basketball autographed by Larry Bird and Dr. G. <laughs> you know, sometimes G's look like J's. <laughs> Do you ever play Bird vs. J on like the old Atari? No. Oh, that was the best. That was like the original basketball game. Oh, nice. Yeah. Dr. J, man, he was amazing. All right, story goes Ohio. Oh, sorry, it was Magic versus Bird, not Dr. J. Yeah, because that Doctor. Well, they did play at the same time, but I think Dr. J was sort of like in his, the tail end of his career. Passes, but passes Bird, Doctor, Bird's ready was, to have his medical license. Pretty, pretty much, <laughs> Bird versus Magic was like a historic. Like they had a rivalry in college, and yeah. then throughout their. Uh, basketball in, in the NBA, so yeah, they're the model for how we're trying to solve the Middle East problem. Yeah, pretty much. We're like, look, look at Bird and Magic Johnson. <laughs> one one guy is a retired old white guy, and the other dude beat AIDS. Yeah, yeah, he does. He did beat AIDS. Uh, story goes: Ohio mayor concerned ice shanties could lead to prostitution. So he's trying to raise awareness with the uh, slogan. Icy shanties lead to pricey panties. Oh, nice. That took me a half an hour to write that. <laughs> uh, trying to stop the slogan, fishing with your pole while you get pole with your fish. <laughs> fishing with your pole. <laughs> fishing with your pole. Uh, I like a fish on my pole while I get my pole worked. I don't know. You're missing the hole is where you got to end. Oh. Fishing with my pole. While, while I put my it. pole in the hole. <laughs> oh, yeah. While I put my other pole in the hole. <laughs> All right. Then we'll, we'll run with it for this yeah. ad agency. I, I think that's going to be if the, the new, if the glove does not fit, you must acquit. That's going to change lives. <laughs> the mayor of an upscale city outside of Cleveland is making headlines again for a remark at a recent city council meeting that allowing ice fishing shanties on a city lake could lead to prostitution. I like how it's like, The mayor of a city outside of Cleveland. Yeah, every city except Cleveland's outside of Cleveland. (laughs) I love how they said a fancy upscale city outside of Cleveland. We've got got an Ikea (laughs) and and a Walmart supercenter. Hudson Mayor Craig Schubert during the meeting on Tuesday said that he wanted to raise some data points during a discussion about whether to permit people to fish on the frozen lake. I like how they're not doing. I figured every lake on the Midwest that just happened. Uh, that the lake is frozen? Well, and that people fish on them. Because yeah. I lived in Minnesota for a while, and I used to like walk home over a lake that was littered with these things. Uh, well, I would love to hear his data points. They don't go into it in the storyline, but he's like, one out of four million ice shanties is a brothel. <laughs> Have you seen an ice shanty pimp? <laughs> you can't recognize him because everyone's already wearing furs. <laughs> Does someone come back next year and say, 
I want an ice shanty on Hudson Springs Park for X amount of time, Schubert said. And if you then allow ice fishing with shanties, then that leads to another problem. Prostitution. Now you've got the police chief and the police department involved. It's like, what is this dude even talking about? I don't follow his chain of logic. (laughs) He's like, if someone wants to rent an ice shanty, it could be for fishing, could be for his Bitcoin mining. There's so many things. Whatever pole you're using, it doesn't matter. You rented it. (laughs) Yeah. You rented the pole. No, you rented the ice shanty (laughs) to use your pole in whatever way you want. Yes. And really, what two consenting adults do in the middle of a lake on ice inside a shanty is up to them. He's like, I'm just throwing this out there because we are giving grants to some entrepreneurs right now. If anyone <laughs> is interested, I don't get it. Like where, I don't know where this comes from. Right. Like it's sort what, of, I mean, but like, what does it lead to? Like, okay, first you have people catching perch in the ice. Then the next thing they're doing, they're doing ice needle exchanges. Like, right? Yeah. I guess the needle exchange would probably be better, right? But that's a, that's the weird thing. It's so cold. Like, who is wanting to have sex when they're out there? Well, it's like, I, you ever stuck your tongue to a pole and it got <laughs> stuck? See, imagine the prostitute doing that to yes, your pole. Exactly. You're never going to get out of there. Exactly, man. <laughs> no one that wants that. I was at a... A fair in the Midwest, and they have like RVs that have that are ice fishing RVs. Mm-hmm. So you go out and like it lowers down and it sits on the ice, and then they're like you lift up a thing and you drill your hole. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's great. All right, so uh, Schubert issued a statement to WJW TV in Cleveland saying his comment about ice shanties and prostitution stemmed from his experience as a television news reporter covering law enforcement agencies that have arrested people for prostitution. In shanties. Do you know how much stuff happened? So much underage drinking has happened in those. I've gone pooping them. I've like walked across this lake from school, had to take a dump, popped into a shanty, pooped right into the water. No, just like on the ice inside the shanty. Come oh, on. Why wouldn't you go in the water? Because so the hole freezes up. You like you redrill oh. the hole. So I wasn't gonna like. You're classy, dude, Louis. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just don't know why you would go after this. Like I would imagine prostitution happens more in cars or yeah. truck stops or hotels. Yeah. It's like why are you trying to shut down truck stops, man? <laughs> There's so much. Like every episode of Unsolved Murders happens with a prostitute at the. Yeah, truck dude. Stop. Like I, Eric and I, we listened to true crime when we were on the road, and I'm like, we had to stop because the rest stops. They all happen to rest stops. Yeah. Like we'd have we'd have a plan when we stopped to go to the bathroom, like. If you're not out here in five minutes, I'm coming in there. <laughs> hey, who's spending more more than three minutes inside a rest stop? I'd rather poop in the woods. Yeah, yeah man, this is uh, this is a little wild. It's just like this guy's trying to, you know, be a strong character, you know, say outlandish stuff to get headlines and yeah. notoriety. Yeah, he's the, uh, who's the virgin guy? Mary. <laughs> guy. <laughs> Uh, Richard, he's the Richard Branson of town mayors. Oh, the, 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 you shouldn't say the virgin guy. I'm like my brother, like the guy who owns Virgin, yeah. not the virgin guy. That's not the way to say it. Uh, yeah, I think it's just a little crazy. It's a little silly, and it's like to me, it's if if someone is servicing those things, like more power to them. Like let's, you know, yeah, you're really hard up for cash if you're like the lot lizard on the lake. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I mean, and it's like, who, who's like getting prostitutes? Like, Hey honey, I'm going to go ice fishing for the weekend. Uh, Roger, it's July. (laughs) 
Well, and the other thing is, you pick up the prostitute at the rest stop. And you're like, all right, here's where I'm going to take you. All right. We're going to go to this lake. All right. Meet me in the tent on the lake <laughs> at 4 o'clock. There's like six tents. I'll give you 20 bucks now and 20 bucks later. It's the one. It's the one. It's the shanty. It's the one with Louis shit in it. <laughs> Some, some high school kid pooped in it. That's how you'll <laughs> That's know. Follow the, the <laughs> high school shit. All right, I like it. Yep. This story comes from iflscience.com. That's a news source more reliable than having a butcher who is pescatarian. <laughs> you don't think you can be a butcher and a f- uh, vegetarian? <laughs> the guy's like, I only do surf, not turf. You can't be a, a vegan who, you know, sells leather goods? That's the best kind of vegan. <laughs> Have you met Carlos, my leather goodery? And he's also vegan. <laughs> and this story was sent to us by uh, Eric Haynes, a fantastic comedian, a one-man band. We interviewed and him back in the day. Yes. Uh, So check that out. And his story goes, Australians have accidentally been eating a fish unknown to science. That just proves that Australians and Asians are more alike than they are different. <laughs> That's true. It's eat a lot of stuff unknown to science. It seems the people of Australia have been happily munching away on a species of fish unknown to science. The newly described species is a type of grouper and has been christened Epiphelus fuscamarginitis. Yes, which also means his gums are receding. <laughs> I would love for someone just to be eating it and go, this gruber tastes a lot like Ephinephelis fuscomaginitis. <laughs> I like that in Australia, they're like, that's not a grouper. This is a grouper. Oh, man. Yeah, right? Back in 2000, Queensland Museum fish expert Jeff Johnson was shown photographs of a mystery grouper by a fisherman. Despite seeing more images over the years, he failed to get hold of any physical specimens as they kept being sold for food. However, in 2017, Johnson came across five of the creatures waiting to be sold at a fish market in Brisbane. He bu- he bought the fish and set to work. Here's the thing. Everyone knows to get the good fish. You get up at 6 a.m., you go down to the fish market, and you buy that tuna. Yeah. Or grouper. You don't buy it from some guy driving around in a car out of no, his trunk. You don't, you don't see fish for sale out of the back of a Datsun. <laughs> hey, what you need? What you, I got grouper. I got sockeye. And I've got this mystery fish that no one knows. I got epiphanellus gripatunutus. <laughs> and hepatitis. As soon as I saw them, I thought they were probably a new species. So I purchased all five and began the hard work of formally proving they were a new species, Johnson said in a statement. I like how you got to formally prove it. They're like, all right, first thing I got to do is got to put on this tuxedo and then a monocle. And then I've got to tell you why it's different. 
Yeah, I guess. I mean, maybe that you get some sort of notoriety from discovering a new species. You know, I would imagine it, this is now called the Johnson fish or something, right? <laughs> no one wants the Johnson fish. <laughs> Dude, I got the biggest Johnson fish. <laughs> it was this. Well, okay, this big. <laughs> Queensland Museum geneticist Dr. Jessica Worthington Wilmer ran some tests in Queensland Museum's molecular lab. And after comparing them with other specimens in various museum collections, had enough evidence evidence to prove it was a new species and it died of the omicron <laughs> i've been told they are quite tasty he added this why wouldn't you okay if you went through all this work to get them at a fish market why would you not cook one up for the love of science not for <laughs> come on <laughs> how many do you need to dissect how like, many people can say Oh, uh, what does the vaccine for COVID-19 taste like? Whoa, 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 whoa. You didn't do a little little snooty snoot when you went in for your... Go half in my arm, half in my tongue. (laughs) You rub it on your gums to see if it's real? The species isn't that distinctive looking, which probably explains why it slipped through the net for so many years. It looks pretty unremarkable, sharing similarities with other groupers of the genus Epiphelis. What made it stand out to Johnson, however, was a lack of markings on its body and dark edges around some of its fins. Fusco marginitis means dark-edged in Latin. That's what I call all my poetry is Fusco marginitis poetry. All right, this is the one thing that I looked up in Latin, and you tell me if you can figure out what it means. Okay. Fingae fioria. Fingae fioria? Uh-huh. That's when your finger pokes through the toilet paper. Close. Fringe theory. <laughs> Very close. <laughs> The new grouper is a fairly big fish measuring 70 centimeters, 27 inches in length and lives at depths of about 220 to 230 meters, which is about 750 feet off the center section of the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah, it's from a South South Center Barrier Reef. It's uh, listens to hip hop music. (laughs) (laughs) The researchers concluded it was a new species by analyzing its DNA and comparing it to the DNA of other similar species of fish. And Maury Povich announced it is not the father. (laughs) The grouper is the 92nd member of the genus Epiphelis and is described in the journal Zootaxa. That's got to be the most amazing journal. Dear Journal, today I went to the grocery store and added a 90-second grouper. <laughs> well, my question is, is why are they so worried about finding this new grouper and not trying to cure the fact that the Great Barrier Reef is almost dead? Here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Why are we putting so much time into this grouper this guy's only seen pictures of and not into Bigfoot, which I've also only seen pictures of? Yeah, and video. Yeah, there's video Isn't of Bigfoot. Isn't there a video of Bigfoot? There's a lot of video of Bigfoot. All right. Strangely, this isn't the first time a new species has been identified from a creature destined to be someone's dinner. Back in 2011, a new species of 90 centimeter, three foot shark was spotted at a fish market in Taiwan. While an elusive shark not seen for decades was rediscovered at a Mumbai fish market last year. Do you think that they like killed the last one of those? Well, there's the story of the guy who saw a brown polar bear. He's like, hey, that's a brown polar bear. And so he shoots it. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, Just turns out it was a grizzly bear. It was It was a brown. It was like a scientific marvel. And then someone's like, all right, 
Gee, that yeah. polar bear looks funny. It's brutal. In 2010, a new species of monkey, which apparently sneezes when it rains, was discovered by scientists in Myanmar, but not long before their specimen was eaten by the locals who caught it. <laughs> I like how, how the scientist is like, this is a... Dude, that is messed up. So I, <laughs> so I guess they discovered it in the trees and then locals caught... Well, that's probably why they were like... <laughs> No one had ever seen them. The locals think they're a delicacy. Yeah, they eat them like like I eat blackberries. They just pull them off the off the tree and then kind of blow the blow the spiders off right. and then go to town. It seems our love of all things tasty can lead to exciting new discoveries, unless the specimens get eaten get eaten first. That is, I think we need to put out like a note to all these Australians, like, hey, don't eat it. <laughs> just don't. Yeah. <laughs> If it looks like you something you've never eaten before, don't eat it. <laughs> don't try new things. <laughs> <laughs> and that goes for Vegemite. Get rid of that shit altogether. <laughs> Have you ever had the Vegemite? Oh, yeah. It's one of the most disgusting things I've ever had in my entire life. I think I had a choice, and then, but it was like, like jarred Vegemite that you could get here, and someone told me that it's not the way to go. Oh, yeah. Well, I had jar, so I backpacked around... Uh, Scotland with two Australians and they had jarred Vegemite and they gave me some and I can still taste it today. <laughs> it's still stuck so in the back. So disgusting. <laughs> That's a forever back palate. Yeah, you should try it, man. We'll try it. I mean, you know, I was 18 or 17 or 18 when I did it. So maybe my palate's changed. Who knows? Let's oh, see. you can fully appreciate the, what, what is Vegemite? Yeah, absolutely. All right. I like this story. Yep. All right, that's it for today, folks. We want to thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more of our content, you can do so a few different ways, one of which you can become a Patreon contributor. That's right. For as little as a few bucks a month, you can get ghost postcards from my new place, uh, as well as uh, Matt will give you beard trimmings, and you can get other things like shout-outs on the podcast. For $25, you can come over to Louie's new place and practice lasso with him from a, a, a cowboy on a screen on the wall. Wall. For $50, we can have a seance uh, at the murder victim site. <laughs> also, if you want to hear more of us, but maybe not this podcast, we also have a separate podcast called the Moisture Festival Podcast, and you can get that wherever you got this podcast at. That's where you can catch us interviewing performers from the legendary Moisture Festival. Now, this week, Matt, where can they catch you? Not a goddamn place, Louie. I am hanging out here at the ranch and uh, just going to be doing some uh, some ranch stuff. Yesterday, I power washed all the cement and uh, going to build some fencing. Uh, what about you? Where can people nice. find people see you this uh, week? This week, you can catch me on the first. I'll be going to get my 2021 taxes done. Nice. So if you want to be my emotional support friend, anyone's welcome to come, I guess. You can see you can see what's below the layers of the onions of the Louis Fox tax <laughs> Empire taxes. On the, on the second as well, uh, if you want to go to a Kraken game, uh, you can try and buy scalp tickets. I'll be going to the Kraken game with uh, my lovely, lovely Aww, wife. That is and, nice. I think, and I think my spunky daughter as well. <laughs> All right. Well, that's not, you know, we've been trying to coordinate podcasting. And you're like, And you're always like, I'm so busy. But then when we hit the... What you're doing this week, you're not doing a goddamn thing, man. 
I'm working on my taxes. <laughs> that one day, that's it. Well, one day I have to go. That's the day I go oh, to the guy. Oh, gotcha. I haven't done anything with them all year. <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. Well, that's it for today, folks. We want to thank you so much for listening. Send us a message at info at onandoffbeat.com if there's anything in particular that's going on or if you come across a news story that you want us to talk about. We would love to check it out. We hope you have a weird week. We're out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. Stay weird.